Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me today is Travis. Ma clunky. And Brian Malkowitz. And CT. Thank you so much. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Travis's review impressions. We're going to talk about our raid impressions. There's been a lot of conversation about the raid. The next-gen updates that are coming next week. And the game updates that are coming next week. And uh, Season of the Hunt. Travis, your review is out. It's live. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about Beyond Light at this point? Yes, so I gave it a 7 out of 10, um, which is good in IGN. Uh, it's not great, which would be an 8, and it's not okay, which would be a 6. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty tough. I, I entitled my review, The Devil You Snow, which, uh, in addition to being a pun about the location, is also um, kind of a... Basically, what I'm trying to say is that this is the destiny that you've known over the years, and that's sort of the problem and also the good thing, right? Like, the good thing is it's more destiny. We all like destiny. That's a good thing. But the the bad part is that they make some of those same mistakes, some of the same grind issues, the same kind of content lightness that we saw in Shadowkeep. And it's it's sort of just another chapter in the Destiny saga both good and bad was my sort of impression on that. And that applies to, you know, the, the highlights, like the raid being really stellar and, and all the stuff that we like there, as well as the, uh, the, the detractors, like, you know, having to run strikes a million times and all the stuff that we have already kind of not liked about Destiny in every expansion. So, uh, yeah, that, that's sort of the overview. Yeah, I tore through everything that the expansion had to offer, did the raid, uh, and... I, I just, I haven't had to touch it for a week. I'm like, I don't really have to do anything else, but I basically no lifed it. So I think that, like, I think it's good content for a few months, but I don't know if it'll last the whole season pass uh, content-wise. We'll see what else they have to offer. Brian, what are your thoughts about this particular expansion and Beyond Light in general? Honestly, his review is spot on. Like, it's it's more of what we love, but it's also more of what we love. You know, so it's 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 a love hate relationship. But I think the biggest thing um, is that we shouldn't have like having to run the campaign three times in order to unlock each subclass and everything like behind it was like such a drag um, because it's just so much to do. Because not only are you beating the campaign, but then you got to do the post campaign stuff to un- in order to unlock the grenades because the grenades aren't you know. Um, 
they're they're not class or they're class specific so you have to unlock the same grenades each time and man those are rough grinds so it's it, i mean like not to be like super negative about beyond light because i actually really do enjoy it um it's just that that it's it's those big negatives that really just like just stick right there on the brain kind of just hurt and we actually haven't joined and talked uh, since the raid launched. Before we dive into that, um, I was supposed to talk about this Numskull design statue that they sent me like two weeks ago. And uh, it's the new Drifter statue that they had. They sent it over. I just wanted to uh, comment on it really quick. Uh, thank you to Numskull Designs for sending this. One of the criticisms when they initially teased it was his face, but they actually fixed it. I was pleasantly surprised to see that it like they uh, added a little bit more detail. I'm like, I can't put it closer to the camera, but hey guys, I'm a director statue. But anyway, uh, I like the design of it. And uh, thank you to Neil for sending it over. I just wanted to talk about it on the show and show you guys and let, let you know that they fixed the face. Uh, he might be making uh, guest appearances from time to time now, seeing I have nice. one on my desk and it's a toy I can use. But back to the raid. Great drifter um, impression, by the way. Arr, arg. Nope. <laughs> Bring us word, eh? Amazing. He's, he's a Canadian, Canadian pirate. He's Canadian? He's a Canadian pirate. <laughs> I thought his I impression was all right, all right, all right, all right. To be honest. Uh, talking about the raid. Uh, first of all, just, just the raid, now that you've had a few weeks to do it with contest mode and without, I love this raid. I think it's one of my favorite raids in Destiny history. Um, and honestly... I'm going against the grain here. I think day one contest mode was just about perfect. I really thought everything was excellent. I thought contest mode was challenging. Some people, more people were able to get through it than on average, but I think it's just a perfect sweet spot for amount of time to prepare. Uh, the fact that it launched on a weekend and I really, really like solving those encounters for that first day. Uh, I got stuck on Atrix and I figured out what happened with our team Basically, we just, for some reason, when we get to the final encounter, we would just like, oh, we have to shoot them all really fast. Like, we just thought the puzzle changed oh, and it just man. didn't. Man. And, yeah, we just got stuck there. But anyway. I felt, um, real, bad. I felt real bad for you guys on that because, like, when we finished <laughs> the raid, not, not to, like, to gloat or anything, but when we finished the raid, we went back and looked at your stream and seen that you're still on a tracks. It's like, whew. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's fine. Uh, Travis, what are your thoughts on the raid? Yeah, uh, I am with you. I really, really liked it. First of all, shout out to my day one raid crew. We finished it after like 15 hours. Uh, <laughs> the people on my team were Meatball, Serenade, Bendable, uh, Geerda, uh, Ramblin, and I'm probably forgetting somebody. They're going to get mad at me. Uh, but yeah, those people. Um, Can't forget. We, Can't forget. Yeah. Well, I told them to send me their info, but none of them did. So mm -hmm. I'm going off of memory here. But anyway, uh, it was a really solid raid team. We spent about six hours on A-Tracks and like two hours or three hours on the final boss, but the rest of it we sort of breezed through at a, at a pretty um, normal click. Um, and, and yeah, it was really, really good. I think my favorite part about that raid is that unlike other raids in Destiny, it's immediately obvious what the story is, right? It's got that arc of like going into space and then crashing down. And if you haven't done the raid yet, I guess I should say a spoiler warning because we're going to be talking about it but that whole arc of, of going to space and crashing down and, and fighting thanix i thought all of that was just so 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 well done um 
and and I think understandable in a way that other raids were sort of vague and you had to like look up afterward like what were we actually doing when we were fighting the Taken King you know when we were fighting Oryx in his throne world like what was that all about this one you really understand what it is and then also the consequences once you beat the raid of you know the satellites crashing down onto Europa and, and all that stuff I thought was just really really awesome um, so yeah I, I agree that raid was awesome the contest mode was perfect we barely beat it by the skin of our teeth and felt so mm-hmm. good about it and then this last week uh just a couple days ago i redid it on xbox with some people after contest mode and we got through it in like 35 minutes with no wipes and it was my second time ever playing it it was ridiculous night and day so shout out to dj oros and some people i played with on xbox that uh ran through that raid again with me but it was it was so weird playing at non-contest mode and just seeing how like laughably easy it was <laughs> yeah uh give it i'll give a shout out to my raid crew also it was mccadley illegal anthony uh went and zod uh went went by something else in game though he did that thing where he changed his tag but that's a yep. better tag so uh yeah yeah good call brian how did you feel about everything First, I'll I guess I'll do the first. I'll do the shout out since everybody's doing it uh, to my rate team: Global, Teddy, Backwards, Learn, uh, Law Dog, and of course myself. Um, <laughs> no, no, we it, it took us about thirteen hours, I think, to get through the raid before we completed it. I think a little over thirteen hours. Um, but I will, as far as impressions go, I'll start by saying that I think I don't think I know that it is the like best aesthetically aesthetically looking raid that Bungie's ever made. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, obviously going back into the spoiler territory, but Travis already ruined it anyways. Like, just just the, the cadence of, like, being shot into space and just going through this space, well, not a spaceship, space station, that Tanix eventually just crashes back down into Europe. It's, it's just a really cool um, raid, and just having, like, Clovis Bray there, like, sort of not really narrating it, but just being there to, like... Uh, you know, trying to sabotage everything, you know, while it's all going on is really awesome. Um, all that said, there are there are plenty of folks that I have to agree with that day one raid was a bit a bit easy. Um, but that, you know, is probably also due to the fact that we had we've had so much more time than most other raids um, in Destiny history. But um, so a lot of a lot of people were able to just like do that grind, get there and, you know, have that you know that time dedicated to it since it was on a weekend um so you know overall i i do think this is still my favorite raid that bungie's ever put up just 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 aesthetics alone yeah uh i disagree with the whole was it too easy thing because everybody's saying like an average completion time of 12 to 15 hours is too easy if that's the race i don't want to be in the race anymore for real too easy Okay, <laughs> like it, it, it's also just... make it for like the hundred streamers. Then <laughs> we're gonna compete. Yeah, I, know. It, I, I don't. It, I'll just wait till contest mode is off. Yeah, I mean that. That's that's yeah. the thing too. Is right. It's like the next raid. Like I, I might think about doing that. Like you know, I just say you know, I, I say that it, I don't say it's too easy. I you know, I would say it's a lot easier than past raids because if we're looking at last wish as you know as the pinnacle of 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 hard. Uh, day one rating then you know mm-hmm. everything else is just kind of pale in comparison um but you, you you're right though like sitting sitting around I, I know that the fastest team did it what like five or six hours which is, yeah you know, five and a half it, or something yeah um but you know sitting around for not sitting around but you know being in a raid for about like 13 14 hours depending on uh how long you finish it, it is 
it's really rough. So it's like I don't, I don't, I can't guarantee that I'm going to do that again for the next raid unless it's Vault of Glass because I think that is the next raid. Assuming they don't change a whole bunch and uh, make it really hard to get through that raid day one, I imagine not a whole lot yeah. will change. But I, I can't see a future where I participate in a raid race like this again. Um, no offense to my raid team because I think I told them that before and they felt yeah. personally attacked when I said that. Well, me, but, you, me, you, Teddy, some of the other guys on your clan, and some of the guys that I raided with, we're all just kind of like, yeah, like it's too much. Like you got to do all this. It's a lot. The prep was totally fine, actually, and I think that's why the completion yeah. rate was so high because so many people were easily able to get to twelve thirty for for contest mode. They waited twelve hours until there was like videos they could watch about how to finish each encounter, and then they just went and did it. You know, mm -hmm. so so like, why did so many people complete it? Because there were guides out like the second it was beat, so mm -hmm. you could just sleep in, wait. And then just go in and know how to exactly do every encounter and not do any of the puzzles. So I think it's a little of column A where there's just too much information available. You know all the mechanics. You don't have to do the puzzle solving. So more people are able to complete it. And this is also like the seventh grade. I, I think I want to give follow-up plays a shout out because I think he tackled this conversation with the, the most tact and information that I've ever seen. And I've been getting recommended his videos a lot and I really, really like his, his content selling. He's been on the show before um, and uh, he's just a really, really nice dude. He actually brought in data and he sort of showed that more people completed this one than any other. And I, I like that context to his conversation. And um, yeah, so check out his video if you get a moment, but my thoughts on it are this is exactly how i feel uh, a contest mode raid should be i am really happy with the difficulty level it was at and uh sounds like panel's a little bit split but that's fine yeah and if i could if i could voice my opinion here yeah, which is that yeah i i agree with destin mostly that i don't think it was too easy i think that like we're already pretty elite in, in the world of destiny we spend a lot of time playing it and like Brian, your team in, in particular that you were rolling with is the sweatiest of the sweat lords. The like sweatiest they are, of the sweat lords, man. They they are that. very sweaty, and the fact that it took you guys thirteen in, in what, hours in to what get context? Through, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear what context. Well, you guys play I know, like in PvP. So, yeah, some yeah. of you guys, yeah, it's like it's very very sweaty. I've played with your people. I know backwards. To, I know Teddy. They're very to sweaty our discredit. Players. We did we did complete the raid, and like you know, it took us more than double the time that the the you know, the fastest team did it, so, you know. Yes. There, there's there's room for improvement is what I'm trying to say. I, no, I no agree, but my dudes, my point but is that if, if it takes you He's giving you a hours, compliment, just take the compliment, yeah, Ryan. Jeez. I'm giving you a compliment. <laughs> but, but if sweaty it, is not a compliment. <laughs> all right, well, they, some of your some of the people on your team are sweaty in a good way, and some are sweaty right. in a sweaty way. So I'll put it sure. that way. Right. Uh, but, but my point is that, like, if it takes you guys 13 hours, you're going to be hard pressed to find like a normal group. I know really, really intense console players that weren't able to clear it because console has, you know, they're, they're, they always have more trouble with these raids because of the like load times and, and that sort of stuff. And some of the frames, hopefully that's going to be resolved next week with the next gen updates. But um, my point is that like, I beat it by the skin of my teeth after 15 hours. It was intense for me. It felt really good. I felt super rewarded from it. And I don't think that, I think that this was the perfect raid experience because they gave everybody time to level up 
They told us what the power max was going to be. They didn't let other people who were using exploits to like power up their artifact and stuff get an unfair advantage on day one contests. They, they sort of leveled the playing field. And a whole bunch of people got to play it and experience it. And on day one, and I personally feel like on day one, that's not for streamers. Like streamers are going to be there for the world first competition. But day one should be for everyone because playing a raid on day one, it's really hard to find a group that's willing to do it blind after day one. And if you haven't already beaten the raid, then people will be like, oh, we don't want you in the group unless you've already beaten it or unless you've watched a video and know all the encounters. And so your window to be able to enjoy a raid blind and not have people judge you or kick you out of the group is really limited. And I feel like it should be celebrated if more people get to experience it. It should be challenging enough to where people can can uh, can you know fail. Like two out of the three in, on this panel succeeded. One of us didn't. And that we're sort of in the top tier of people who have the time to play this game, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was exactly. So one, on one of us one. didn't complete. We, we went to sleep, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, then, so I, I, I just think that people, obviously, I think the last wish was the most challenging, but I don't think it was challenging in a good way. I don't think that, like, Vault was particularly fun to get stuck on and, and having to, like, decipher a weird language for hours. I don't think that having the people be 30 power above you because you just couldn't reach that power level in time for the raid because we had, like, a three-day turnaround that, that year. Or was it more? I can't remember. But I just remember being under-leveled for the encounter. Um, yeah. I don't think that Everybody was good. Was so by a larger I, I just... I, yeah, I, I think that some of the, the criticism is a little bit unfair, um, especially given how challenging contest mode was. And uh, I don't know. I like to think that after 15 and a half hours with my group, I accomplished something and I got an emblem and none of my friends have it, which says to me that like it was pretty challenging. But mm -hmm. yeah, if it, it, obviously if it were last wish level challenging, there'd be like eight people with the emblem. But I don't think that's a good thing, to be honest. And one, one last thought on this, Travis, just sort of you talking it out brought this into my brain. But... Here, here's why I like it. It's still a, a grind that you have to work towards as a team to get. It still gives that competition to the people that were able to beat it in six, seven hours, you know, like streamers that are going for that world's first title. And that's absolutely great. And then once they cleared it, the 12, 15 hour mark, that's where the average player was able to complete it, you know, 12, 15 hours after release. Or maybe they were in there for 12 or 15 hours. And I just, I just think that's, perfect and yeah that's it okay moving on we also have next gen updates on console and more coming next week iron banner is coming uh who wrote cough in the run of show i that did i mean had to be had to be I wrote cough. Cough. yeah i wrote cough because iron banner every time it comes up we're always like cool well, Next just, topic. There's, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, there's nothing new, right? The, we already know the armor and the weapons are reskins. They they didn't make any. They didn't put any new armor or any weapons in the loot pool. So it's just. Yeah. Yep. Right. Prophecy okay. Dungeons coming back next week. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, there was a Hawkmoon teaser leak that everybody's talking about right now, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's all the updates. I'm excited about the next gen updates. 120 hertz in multiplayer, 60 FPS throughout the campaign. I think that is honestly perfect for destiny i think if yep. you're running through campaign stuff as long as you're gonna hit 60 fps like that's great that's gonna be great for next gen players you already have the bonus loading times which are insanely fast and I, i'm just excited to see what this does for multiplayer and like you brought up like raid raid day one competitions for those teams they're not gonna have to deal with slower loading times or you know mm -hmm. less frames fewer frames 
Um, yeah. How do you guys feel with the next gen tweaks? Person Good, right? Personally, yeah. personally, like yeah, it's it's gonna be great because like right like. I, I've said it before, but I feel like I feel a little snotty when I say like, oh, you know, I feel like a PC elitist because I'm like, I, it's hard to go back because of 30 frames. Um, so finally being able to like, cause I, I, I do sometimes just want to like lay down in bed or just like plop down on the couch and, you know, grind out strikes or something in Destiny. And it's really hard to do that currently when, you know, you're going from like 100 plus frames on PC down to 30. So like having 60 frames or up to 120 in multiplayer is going to be a game changer in that regard. So I'll definitely be playing on console a lot more than I have been since PC launch. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah I agree. I think this is awesome. Um, like, like I said earlier, I don't know anybody on console personally who was able to beat the raid day one. So I'm excited to see if console becomes competitive again. Because um, I, I know some groups that really should have cleared it. And I'm sort of like, wow, is it really like that intense on console? And they're like, yeah, I, I don't know anybody who beat it. So just anecdotally. I, I, think, I think some of the top people were console players, actually. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I'm just saying anecdotally, like the people that I assumed would have beaten it before me didn't, and that made me go like, "Whoa!" Like, is is console like? Well, by the time we were in the final encounter, so. they were just loading into the first one. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So I know there there were definitely some issues. They said that like when they died, it was like 20 second waits, and Oof. that's oh, like that's rough. you know, the, yeah, that can be really bad. So um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that. And then the other thing is, I know people who who are saying that they're going to be playing on console exclusively for multiplayer because PC has the disadvantage of having a ton of cheaters. And the yep. only advantage they've had is that they have better performance. And now they're sort of losing a lot of that. So I, I will now definitely be 120, which is sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but like that Go ahead. Yeah, no. frames is just absolutely fantastic. You can play yep. on console. Now call of duty actually has keyboard and mouse support on console. That's like the best case scenario. You don't have the input latency or any of the stuff problems that Stadia have, which is why a lot of people were playing on Stadia for a while. Uh, that sounds awesome, but I just wanted to bolster yeah. your point a little there, Travis, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. So I know personally, I tried to avoid playing um, PvP on PC in general, A, because I'm kind of bad on it for some reason, and maybe because I'm not used to uh, the extra frames yet. Uh, but yeah, also just because the cheaters. And so now it'll be cool to have some of my friends coming back to console to play PvP. And I think that uh, console stands to become like the place that everybody does their PvP uh, encounters. Because like, who wants to run trials if there's a chance that you're going to run into a cheater like one in ten times? Like, I I don't like those odds. And it always sucked to ruin a, a trials card um, because of of running running into a, a group of hackers or whatever. So. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm very excited for what that could do for multiplayer in particular as a Crucible main. If they add keyboard and mouse support, I will absolutely move the console for stuff like Trials at the at the yeah. bare minimum, you know? They already have the FOV slider and everything. Brian, would you do I that? Can't, I can't imagine they would allow mouse and keyboard on a console. Call of Duty does. No, yeah. well, I, I think, games yes, they it. do. They do, but I, can you can you go into a lobby where they're not using mouse and keyboard? Yeah, usually. Does so it mix them. You, I know that's because that that'd be crazy. So if some, they do different games have different policies for it. Like in Sea of sure. Thieves, it's sort of like all one ecosystem, uh, and you can do mouse and keyboard and play with PC people and all that. Um, in other games, they let you decide if you want to like not play yeah. with people that are mouse and keyboard. But for Destiny in particular, I mean the PC ecosystem, you've already got people on controller and and uh, mouse oh yeah, because it's just like a personal preference. Yeah, in, in there, but like console, it's a little different. 
Teddy, Teddy you know, plays yeah, on controller exactly. and he's awesome in PvP. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm yeah, not saying so that. People, I'm not saying I'm not saying that people with controller are worse than mm-hmm. than you know than people who use keyboard because I'll get destroyed by anybody <laughs> who's on my raid team in PvP if they're using controllers. So that's you know so yeah. that yeah. I think it'll depend on, on if Bungie wants to actually spend the development time on it. They probably honestly have bigger fish to fry. And and then also the platform owner. Like Xbox has shown that they're very, very okay with people using mouse and keyboard. Lots of their games support it. So I don't I, I could see them definitely doing it if, if Bungie were, were down. Um, PlayStation I'm not sure. I mean I think Call of Duty you can do mouse and keyboard on PlayStation as well. So um, yeah, I, I think that that would be totally fine. I don't know a lot of Xbox players or PlayStation players who would use it because we're playing on the couch and, you know, that's you not really a, TV a good tray and you got yourself a little like... That's little... what I have. I actually have like a wireless lap thing. You go in your lap and it has like a, a thing for your mouse and... and one of those coffee tables that you just like pull up and it comes towards you. That's, and... <laughs> that's what I use. I have a fold-out table and I just run my keyboard and mouse over there and it's actually... There you I've, go. Been play, I've been playing on the the 4K, 8K TV or whatever right here. And uh, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, cool. The other, the other thing you guys wanted to talk about was Season of the Hunt, which um, we've all done. It's done. Yeah. We did it. We did that it. really surprised me. So I think we talked about uh, two weeks ago when it, when it first came out of like, oh, yeah, this is the first week was really fun. I can't wait to see what other hunts we, we had. And I think I made the assumption that there would be additional hunts. And Brian was like, oh, I hope so, too. That would be cool. And then apparently it's just the same four hunts over and over again, which really surprises uh, me. I have to imagine, and I still, I still have to imagine that there's more based solely on the fact that if you look at the triumph page um for the start for the seal on the seal page um there's 19 total triumphs and only 14 of them are available like five five of them aren't even like visible um or maybe it's the other way around 14 14 or 15 are are available but there's just some that are just not even there on the screen so there's definitely something that we have yet to see in season of the hunt but also at the same end if you also look at those triumphs they're very they they don't really require a lot right it's like one one of them is just like get 50 kills with the season pass weapons and another triumph is get 50 kills with that same weapon but like at close at close range and it's just like i feel like just they just like both. man they just really they really yeah it's like it. you really just ran out of time like ran out of ideas with the season of tri- the, like the triumph seal for this season um but yeah like i have to imagine there's more otherwise i think it's going to go down as a worse season than undying with shadow keep because shadow keeps uh well if we're separating them yeah if we're separating yeah. them like like we did with shadow keep and undying season of the yeah. hunt on its own is kind of like oof I compare it to Undying, actually. That's a good comparison. I don't think it's as bad as when we had to do the Seraph Towers, but I think Undying, sort of like the repetitiveness and monotonous of uh, what they offered in that season. Yeah, the Vex yeah. Offensive. I think that's a good correlation to what we're experiencing. I think you hit it on the head. I will right? say the one advantage this season has is I'm actually genuinely interested in the story part of it, and I think oh, yeah, that absolutely. it's a really... It's super compelling in terms of the like, oh, what do, like what's going on here and interacting with Aldrin and Spider. And they've also done story developments. I don't know if you guys played this week, but when you complete all of your uh, Aldrin, uh, f- your five Aldrin hunts this week, he has some additional dialogue that sort of advances the story of what's going on between him and sure. Spider, which is really cool. 
Um, so the, in terms of story, I think it's actually like one of the more compelling ones and I'm really interested to see where it goes. It's just like, they had such a cool thing, hunts, and there's four of them and you have to just do them all over again every week. And I'm really confused. I'm also confused why none of the hunts are in Cosmodrome because they added this new area that they didn't it's use during the campaign. Utilized. And I thought yeah. they were going to use it during the season of the hunt since it wasn't Wait, really what, uh, what area is it? Added? Nothing's going on in Cosmodrome. Oh, you mean oh, you mean added Cosmodrome and they added yeah, the they added the yeah, Cosmodrome I mean, and I'm, we I'm like why, why aren't we doing hunts Life there? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think maybe maybe the problem with season of hunt is that it has such like a compelling story um, potential um, that is like hidden behind Beyond Light. Like this, the the story of like Aldrin and the Crow and like what happened to him is something that we've been like like really looking forward to since Forsaken. Um, so it seems it seems a little weird, maybe counterintuitive to to kind of just like bury it beneath Beyond Light and have it kind of just as a sideline when it's something that we've kind of like as a community have brought forward as like mainline because of how interesting like his his like his arc is. That you know, it being behind Beyond Light kind of just seems a little, eh, kind of sucks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, were, there, were there any other topics that you guys wanted to hit on this week? We went over quite a bit, obviously, like uh, my co-hosts know, but I have a pretty insane week this week, so I've been, yeah. I've been really busy. But um, was there anything that we missed that we wanted to discuss before we head out? Um, if we we don't have to get too deep into it, but I think one thing we didn't hit on was like how much stuff unlocked after the raid was completed. Like I think, yeah, including the sword. We haven't Empire talked about hunts, the uh, Exo Challenge, the the sword, Cloud Strike, all of that stuff. The, um, the Clovis stuff was fantastic. Clovis stuff, the yeah, Eclipse yeah. Zone that rotates each week, um, which zone. is really cool. Hmm? It's interesting what it does to the area, yeah. but there's not really. It doesn't do a whole lot to the area. Yeah, it's just it just yeah. it just makes your stasis regen faster. But mm-hmm. it, it's just like the amount of stuff that unlocked was really cool to see that because it kind of yeah. like. It kind of gives you a new breath of Beyond Light because, like, that first week we're kind of like, oh, there's not a whole lot going on here. Get the raid. Raid's really cool. Raid is beaten. Here's this bunch of other stuff. You're like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the only thing that's concerning is, like, I looked at the roadmap uh, earlier this week, and uh, 11:17, the season of the hunt begins, and Wrathborn hunts begin, and then there's nothing else. Our on banner the of dawning. Yeah, it's Iron yeah, Banner. Yeah, we, Don- we got the Dawning. Is that yeah, not so, next week, but the week after, right? Yeah, so we, yeah, have Hawk- coming up. we have Hawkman on the way. Maybe there will be an exotic tied to, um, you know, that again, because they've done that in the past, but we'll see. But I do like your point, Brian. There was a lot of cool stuff after the raid, and I really appreciated that. Travis, yeah. did you like that? I loved it. Yeah, that was really cool. I thought my review was going to be done um, after the raid, and then there was all this other stuff I had to grind the next day, so I ended up taking an extra day for that. But uh, yeah, I really liked it. I'm loving the new exotic sword. I think Clovis Bray and the potential for him is maybe the pseudo-villain, maybe pseudo-ally, kind of in the same realm as like Varix and the spider. I think that is really, really cool um, and, and the role that he can play. Um, and yeah, the, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up uh, while we're here is... Uh, uh, Bungie's doing a charity drive right now. You get an mm. emblem, a ghost shell if you donate money. Uh, you should check it out on on their website. And also, uh, it was in the TWAB this week. Um, you know, opportunity to get some cosmetic items and to do some good. So I figured we should give that a shout out here. Yeah, you can. Fi- where can you find out more? I assume they're streaming on Twitch.tv/bungie. 
Yep, yeah, and it's also on uh, the the TWAB this week. Uh, they have a link there to where you can donate and all that stuff. So cool. Well, thank you guys for making the time. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, let us know what you think about the raid difficulty. This has been a really really interesting conversation throughout the community, and I'd love to to hear your thoughts and see your conversation in the comments below. But that's it for this episode, everybody. So enough. Oh my god, I screwed up. <laughs> that's it for this episode, everybody. Until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Good job. Good job. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.